So welcome back to Renting an Apartment in New York City. My name is Rodolfo Delgado, and today's episode is very special. Today we will focus on accepting the new normal. We do have a very special guest. His name is Brandon Prozac. Brandon is a native New Yorker and the CEO of Rent City. So Brandon, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Rodolfo. So Brandon, are you in New York right now? I am. I'm in in Battery Park. Hmm. And have you noticed any evolution in the way that people act lately? For sure. I mean, uh, as a native New Yorker, you know, you kind of get used to the vibrance and energy of this city. And I think now, you know, seeing that vibrance and energy dissipate uh, really hurts. You know, it's something that I've grown accustomed to. I think people that have visited New York or have lived in New York, uh, you know, it's something that we've taken for granted. And to see that missing, it, it's really, it hits home. Um, I think mm-hmm. nowadays when you walk on the sidewalk and you kind of lock eyes with someone, you see fear in their eyes. Um, and that's something that, you know, New Yorkers aren't used to. We're, we're certainly a proud, proud people, um, resilient people. Um, and seeing that now, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it feels surreal. And, mm-hmm. you know, also personally for me, I have grandparents uh, in their 90s that live on the Upper West Side. Um, oh, and wow. not being able to see them for, you know, the last few weeks uh, has been challenging. And they don't have the technology to keep up with, you know, this environment. So I can't even FaceTime with them. And it, it scares me that they're stuck a bit in their ways. You know, my grandfather's still going to the grocery hmm. store. Of course, you know, he's wearing his mask and his gloves. But, you know, um, it's it's certainly very concerning. And I think you know, second to that, I live in a studio apartment with my girlfriend. We're entering, I think now it's the seventh week of shelter in place. And, uh, you know, we certainly had some operational working from home challenges. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it makes me wonder how many other people um, out there are feeling the same. And, mm. uh, you know, and, and it's understandable. I think if you think about it, our homes matter, matter more now than ever. We're working, eating, exercising there. Um, I think, you know, probably where you used to sleep may may now be your working from home headquarters. Um, and, you know, these spaces were not originally intended for these purposes. Um, so in my view, we're, we're maxing out the, uh, the living experience. Hmm. I definitely agree that the tremor of society's heartbeat will remain slow for a long period of time, that the super stimulant experience of living in a city like New York feels like it's changed forever. You know, I feel like when somebody's rude right now to you on the sidewalk, it's now a bigger deal for some reason. It's like, like you want to shout at them, like, we're in a crisis now, you know, like be human. And uh, all those kind of like microaggressions that, you know, we're used to ignoring as New Yorkers, because to be honest, we all always think that we have something more important to focus on. For some reason, those microaggressions are now felt deeper. It's almost like we're being resensitized. I feel like without question, New York and New Yorkers are evolving. We're continuously and consciously becoming more conscious. We're being in the city without being able to be in the city. What kind of impact do you think that our present conditions 
will have from a professional standpoint? You know, I, I think now that we're expected to spend more time at home, the little things that used to not bother us are starting to matter more. Maybe in normal times, you know, maybe you'd spend 10 hours, you know, in your apartment, right? Maybe sleep for eight hours, one or two hours or a couple couple hours after. Um, but then, you know, New Yorkers are generally out and about. Um, mm-hmm. So if you had a leaky faucet, um, for example, you know, maybe it was a minor annoyance, but now having to spend 23, 24 hours uh, with that noise in the background, it, be- it can become overbearing. You know, and as a result of that, maintenance requests may not be fulfilled as frequently. There's concerns of, you know, tenants may have with maintenance operators entering their apartment. Um, given the pandemic, there may be concern even on the maintenance operators part entering people's apartment. And that's completely understandable. So it's circumstances like these that provide an opportunity for landlords to rise above and be known for their ability to quickly respond to tenants' needs. Um, you know, and I think it's it's this environment, too, where people are really feeling what we call renter's remorse. And that's having locked yourself into a lease in this environment. Uh, you may be regretting some of the decisions that you make. And I believe personally that there should be more transparency into living conditions. People should know what they're getting involved in, what it's like to live in an apartment before they sign a long-term commitment. That's really the genesis of why we created and founded Rent City is to bring this level of transparency to apartment seekers um, and also to provide a voice for tenants regarding their living experience. Uh, hmm. Obtaining firsthand review information from others, we think kind of just benefits everyone in this ecosystem. I absolutely agree. I actually spoke with an agent a couple of days ago and she was sharing with me how she has had to begin closing deals sight unseen. You know, the People are interested in an apartment and the way that they're doing now is they're sending them videos, whether it is with replay listings or they FaceTime or whatever, however they're doing it, what they're trying to do is just virtually show the apartments so that the client can experience being inside of the unit and then doing everything sight unseen, which I feel it's it's something that we were not that used to seeing, especially because landlords sometimes were hesitant about allowing that to happen. And now more and more, it's, it's beginning to happen. I also see this as an opportunity for real estate agents to try to reach out to their past clients, right? Just to check in with them, you know, just ask them how they're doing, providing kind of that human touch. When you do that in an authentic way, you, it can even bring you more business, you know, by way of referrals. Have you been able to gather kind of any insights or any analytics from your users' behavior on your website? Yes, certainly. Um, You know, I think now that people are spending much more time in their homes, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. as we were talking about, they're they're really taking stock of their living conditions um, and and how they're, you know, kind of being treated. So we've Mm -hmm. noticed on our site that people not only are writing more reviews, they're writing more in-depth reviews, um, Mm -hmm. you know, People certainly have more time now. Um, so I think, you know, it's people are more vocal um, and more expressive about how they feel. Um, and second to that, you know, it's, it's been interesting, but we're actually noticing more positive reviews. I think New Yorkers are, are a little more understanding of the situation. I think landlords are uh, trying to work and be more collaborative with their tenants. So the reviews that we are getting in are generally more positive. And I think that's a good sign for New York in general. That's amazing. 
you know, given the fact that we're dedicating this episode to, you know, COVID-19, has your company kind of had any response or reaction in terms of trying to help either tenants or landlords or real estate agents? For sure. So, um, you know, we recently launched our blog, Rent Stories. We're hoping to make it a reliable source for New York City tenants to learn about things like government resources, rent strike movements, how COVID is impacting the real estate space, you know, and, and things like in the eviction ban and other tenant protection laws. We're also running a one-month free rent contest where one random winner from New York that visits our site, uh, which is mm-hmm. rentcity.co, and writes and shares an anonymous review of their apartment, will be selected to win a one month's free rent uh, from Rent City. Oh, wow. That does seem like an amazing opportunity, especially at a time in which so many people are struggling to, you know, meet their next month's rent. Could not come a better time. What else, Brandon, have you seen as, you know, becoming a part of the new normal? For me, I, I've been following a trend in Europe that I very much enjoy following, which is how the rental prices in there have been decreasing. And the reason why I like this trend is because, as you know, Europe has been a couple of weeks ahead of the U.S. in terms of the COVID-19 and its spread and its repercussions, right? So I've noticed that a lot of apartments have decreased in price. And one of the reasons why, or one factor in that equation is the fact that You know, Europe has a lot of Airbnb units, and with less travel, Airbnb units are not being able to be filled short-term. There's a lot less people, you know, demanding short-term rentals. And so what owners of this Airbnb units are doing is they're putting them back in the market for long-term rentals. There's been an increase in the supply, a decrease in the demand, and we all know when that happens, the prices tend to go down. What do you think about this and the fact that there is a tendency for prices to go down? Do you think that that will happen here as well? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a great question, um, and I think it's it's really you know it's really smart of you to to look at Europe because they are you know a few weeks in front of uh, you know this COVID this COVID pandemic than we are here in the U.S. But I think you know we've seen rental listings and rental interest down as much as eighty five percent. Uh, one compared to the same period uh, in 2019, uh, and that's according to you know CNBC and Business Insider who's done some research into this. Um, secondly, the success of remote working means that some offices may not reopen in the same fashion that they that they were open previously. Um, hmm. You know, maybe they open uh, 50% of you know their offices. Maybe they close their offices completely and just shift to a remote working uh, operating model. Those two points, and also that uh, some landlords may want to incentivize their tenants to stay in their units uh, because they're afraid of, you know, kind of the turnover and who, how quickly they'll be able to um, replace tenants. So they may incentivize tenants by lowering or keeping flat rental prices. So to your point about supply and demand, if, you know, rental listings and interests are down, um, if offices uh, move to a more permanent remote working situation um, that may give people flexibility to live outside of New York um, and still perform their duties. And then lastly, if landlords lower rental prices to incentivize users, um, I think we very much might see a decline in rental prices in the short term. Hmm. 
that's interesting. I was actually having a conversation with a friend yesterday. He just put an offer to buy an apartment in New York. And rather than negotiating the price, what they're doing is they're offering incentives in terms of maintenance, right? They're covering their the maintenance needs for like a year, let's say. So there is, for those looking to buy an apartment as well, there are areas of opportunity. Brandon, if you had one piece of advice for somebody out there, either looking to rent or buy right now, what would it be? I think, you know, my advice would be it's it's certainly very difficult to predict what's going to happen. Rental prices may decline in the near term, um, but I think it's it's really dependent on where we end up with COVID pandemic. You know, if there's a second relapse or reoccurrence of COVID, uh, it's more likely that rental prices may decline. So I think my advice would be, you know, if you're keen on staying in New York or interested in moving to New York, um, I think it's, you know, the, the advice would be to stay calm. Um, I, I think, you know, if you're open to signing a new lease, it may be an opportune time um, because there is a good chance that rental prices may decrease. And, uh, you know, if you use companies like Replay Listings and RentCity.co, I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, you can certainly make the best decision at an opportune time and, and possibly find a deal of a lifetime. Hmm. Rodolfo, what do you think? What is replay listening seen in terms of, you know, what people are searching for um, and some of the apartments being advertised? Yeah, we, we've definitely seen um, a search in the amount of people looking for a home in our platform, which is really interesting because, like you mentioned, there are a lot of less rental listings out there. People are advertising less and less people are looking for an apartment, generally speaking. Funnily enough, in our platform, we have had almost the opposite effect. We have had more listings coming on and more people looking within our platform. And I feel that that's due just because of the fact that we only show unedited videos. So a lot of people, you know, if you want to rent or if you want to move to New York, right now, tools like replay listings are really beneficial because they show you the inside of an apartment as if, you know, you were there. I think that it is right now a really good opportunity for you to catch a low price or a good deal if you're looking to rent or buy. But dependent on how this pandemic progresses, prices may be further lowered a little bit more. I absolutely agree. I feel like if you're looking to rent and you are seeing apartments or visiting apartments and you see something that you fall in love with, then you, you can take that deal or make an offer knowing that you probably have a really good opportunity right now. And if you haven't seen something that completely caught your eyes or you fell in love with, um, holding your breath for a while wouldn't be the worst case either. So Brandon, thank you so much, by the way, for for all the information that you provided today. I feel like that was really useful. Yeah, thank thank you for having me, Rodolfo. So stay safe and uh, we'll be in touch. Likewise, thank you.